0: Let's start with a Daniel Patrick Moynihan once said, Sir, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Let's start with the 12. The following is from former President Ronald Reagan, November 1986, the Iran-Contra affair or scandal. But In spite of the wildly speculative and false stories of arms for hostages and alleged ransom payments, we did not repeat, did not trade weapons or anything else for hostages, nor will we. All right, so that's 1986 in November. Now March of 1987,
1: and this is where the problem comes in, because...
0: How do you argue with, and yes, I do mean to argue, as in to persuade. But how do you persuade people that use logic like this, and the people that would support somebody that uses logic like this? Now, this is from March, also, in regards to the Iran Contra Affair, and I really should cut my sources. A few months ago, I told the American people that I did not trade arms for hostages my heart and my best intentions tell me that's true but the facts and the evidence tell me it's not right then and there I should have stopped trying to persuade others particularly committed ideologues by using facts logic
1: I did not trade arms for hostages. I did trade arms for hostages. This happened on my watch. I did not trade arms for hostages. My, my heart tells me that's true. But the facts and the evidence tell me it is not. Tell me it is not. Trading my own belief for hostage. Administration policy. Trading arms for hostages. There are excuses why it happened. But no reason. No reason. It was a mistake. I did trade arms for hostages. This happened on my watch. It was a mistake. I did not trade arms for hostages. I did trade my watch for hostage. It was a mistake. I did trade arms for my watch. The facts and the evidence tell me that was a mistake. The fact, it is not. The evidence, it is not. I did trade my watch for hostages. There are reasons why it happened trading arms but no excuses it was a mistake 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 it
0: was a mistake and i wish i remember the name of the guy i heard say this but he was talking about the fact that these people mostly the republicans conservative republicans Have proved themselves to be morally deciduous. You know, one small change and suddenly all these values and morals they held so dear suddenly dropped. They're treated as if they were never held at all. Morally Morally deciduous. So I keep going back to the, well, not just the evangelicals, but all those uh, uh, deficit hawks, as they used to call themselves. What happens when people have expressed certain values and and beliefs, and the situation uh, changes a little bit, and suddenly those values are gone completely? It is now March 26th, and I just came across two... Videos that perfectly represent the deciduous morality of Republicans in particular, although I'm sure it's for everybody to a degree, but really being displayed by conservative Republicans these days. And the two videos featuring Lindsey Graham regarding Trump's ethics and suitability for the presidency. The following is from CNN, from December 8th, 2015, and then the next clip is going to be from March 25th, 2019. So, less than four years. He's a race baby,
1: xenophobic, religious bigot. He doesn't represent my party. I want Trump to win. I do my job very responsibly. I want Trump to win. I want race-baiting, I want xenophobic, I want religious bigot, I want Trump to win. represent race-baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot to represent my party. That if you're absurd, that you want Trump to win is absurd. Be yeah, terrible, right. He's a race-baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot. I want Trump to win. I want the race-baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot to win. I want absurd. Trump to win. He's the ISIL man of the year, by the way. Party. I want party. I want Trump to party. I want I, I want I want I want I want I, want, I, want, I, want, I want, Trump, want Trump to win.
0: So that means you could be spending a lot of time creating logical arguments and raising points taking into account what this person values or you presume they value but in reality it's just the stance they're taking for some other reason right a more tribal reason right but max boot who's been a conservative thinker significant major conservative thinker for many decades boot has been saying recently he He now thinks that. The thing that ties a Republican or conservative movement together is nothing more or less than simple racism. And if that indeed is the case, that it's simply racism, then everything else that's presented is really nothing more than a false intellectual argument to defend an emotional reaction. So, you end up in a very uncomfortable position of trying to use logic and reason to help someone shed a belief that they acquired without using logic or reason. Price.
1: Price. 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 Price.
0: Price. Nicole Hammer, a professor at the Miller Center who focuses on the history of of American politics has said that the conservatives Republicans today are are not held together by ideas or goals they're simply held together by racism bigotry and sexism all things that you come to believe not through the use of logic and reason nor the use of facts or evidence. They're emotionally born. say we want to get along with these folks. Say what you say we're tired of. someone's unrepentant, certain that the white race is superior? How are you going to bring them around? Where's the middle ground with that? They can, it's all right if they're racist towards some minority groups, as long as it's not all of them, that's the compromise. Now where do you find middle ground? With people that ignore accepted facts. And how do you debate with a person that won't accept understood, generally understood reality? In some cases, I think that it can be sincere and people really do disagree with the consensus idea of things and I think that's actually very good because you can break through, create new paradigms and stuff. But this is a form of argument where you just refuse to acknowledge reality when it becomes inconvenient to your argument or ideology. And it's not just a flaw found in a conservative mind either. You just had a return of the measles up in a place, uh, Vancouver, Oregon, and it's a well-educated, wealthy, and uh, liberal community up in the Northwest. It's almost like a form of mass hysteria. But the anti-vax movement is... is not a left or right issue as far as I can tell, there's religious reasons, there's uh, anti-government reasons, there's anti-control or or surveillance reasons, and Andrew Wakefield misled quasi-medical reasons. But, anyways, how do you debate with people that hold ideas not because they represent reality, but because they're a convenient fiction? And sometimes it's almost harmless. Like the people that think the earth is only 6,000 years old, although that could be a problem for children when they get to a certain grade in school. But I understand that Christian kids can separate and compartmentalize. But when it comes to issues like the effects of so many guns in communities and stand your ground laws and and, and global warming and the effects of burning fossil fuels, that's not, it's not the kind of ignorance that you can just tolerate. It's harmful, it's dangerous. And that's what the anti-vaxxers need to know too, is that they're putting a lot of people into jeopardy and I don't think they're mean people necessarily anyway. But it's a distrust, and it's not, I mean, I was just reading in the American Council on Science and Health about, in Italy, there's been a six-fold increase in, in Italy because they made it that it wasn't mandatory to get the vaccinations before kids went to school. Uh, up to 5,000 cases of the measles. It's nuts, and they're hurting other people, and you shouldn't be allowed to do that.
1: Beliefs of the anti-vaxxers have repeatedly been shown to be ill-informed and wrong. But it is for them a matter of faith, bolstered by whatever data they choose. Providing them with our scientific beliefs has no impact. They believe that they are entitled to their facts and science is a conspiracy in some form. We are never going to change their views. Never going to change their views. Never going to change their views. No impact. No impact. Science is a conspiracy in science. This is a conspiracy.
0: that is predicted the end of the world and that date comes and goes? Do they change their opinions to go, you know, maybe it's not going to happen in my lifetime? No, very, very rarely. And so it seems like we need to have some sort of middle ground between the extremes of our society. But at the same time, it seems extremely difficult to you know, find a middle ground with somebody who is a racist or, a, or an anti-Semite or a I mean even a flat earther. I mean what what's a compromise there? A curved earth. And if someone's going to deny man influence on climate change, where's the middle ground on that? I mean, this doesn't seem like there's places to compromise necessarily. We kind of have up to this point, and it doesn't seem to be working out very well, if you know what I mean. I also did try to come up with a couple s- solutions, you know, compromise positions on, you know, dealing with misogyny or, or dealing with a misogynist or a sexist, and we'd come up with a couple potential solutions, but I'm afraid uh, they might have caused me to tumble out of the Overton window, so I kept them to myself. Where do we find compromise for people that think that that no citizens need to be armed unless they're police or hunting versus the people that think more people should be armed, regardless of the body count? Where's the compromise on that? Well, yeah, you can have guns in the schools, but you can only use small caliber pistols. That's not a compromise. These are problems or issues where negotiating an agreement is very, very difficult. Even for the best negotiators in the world, you know, the ones that have spent years developing their techniques, and learning how to persuade people coming to a compromise, to an agreement get everybody in a room and you have to get them to agree but you have to get them to agree what you want and that's part of being a deal maker you have to get people in grab them hug them kiss them and get the deal done but it's got to be
1: the deal that you want Uh, it's all
0: solution? Get everybody you want in your own office. but you have to get them to agree what you want, and that's part of being a dealmaker.
1: What you want, great surprises. What you want, plan, 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 plan. It was crazy. Whatever you want <Fleisch clearance> <Wizard> to <arithmetic> sure.
0: call it. The plan. Whatever you want to call it. The plan. It was crazy. Crazy,